Welcome to Creating a Buzz About Health podcast with Paula Carnell. Welcome to the Creating a Buzz About Health podcast. My name's Paula Carnell and I'm a honey sommelier, a bee expert. I work as a consultant, speaker and a writer. So the purpose of this podcast is to share with you some of the insights I've had about the connection between bees and humans. I've been running businesses for over 30 years. I started off as an artist and now I work as a bee consultant. So there's been a lot of things I've picked up over the years. I also have a remarkable health recovery story. And that's where I started to see the big connections between bees and humans. This episode, I want to talk about plant-based minerals. If you heard the earlier episode where I talk about my health recovery and my illness, you might remember where I said that the real turning point for me after being a patient of a medical herbalist was actually taking plant-based minerals. Now, like most people, I didn't have a clue about minerals at all. In fact, when I grew up, I was really sceptical about any kind of supplements. So I grew up in Dorset. And when we were teenagers, we were all looking for part-time jobs. And because there's festivals around here, there was always jobs going to work for mobile toilet companies. Now, that wasn't something that I really fancied, but a couple of my friends did. And what really shocked me was both friends on separate occasions told me that the biggest problem their bosses had was knowing what to do with the literal mountains of undigested supplements that were going through right through people's bodies. When I'd asked, how do you know their supplements? They said the brand names are still clearly visible on them. That really shocked me and it stuck in my head and I thought, wow, there's no way I'm ever going to waste money on supplements. The other thing I picked up from quite an early age was that Himalayan monks were living for an extraordinarily long age, so well into their hundreds. And it was put down to the fact that they drink glacier milk. Now, glacier milk is the water that runs off the mountains from the melting glaciers. Now, glaciers, you know, we obviously don't want to be having them melt, but they do melt. And that's what creates the rivers. So the rivers in the Himalayas are all coming from these ice melts high up. But the glaciers, they're made up of tons and tons of frozen plant material. And because they were frozen millions of years ago, this is like organic plant material. This is really healthy stuff. This is all trees and plants and undergrowth that were all grown from really nutritious soil, mineral rich soil. They were all frozen. And then as the glaciers melt, These frozen bits either wash off in the water, which is why the um, mountain water is very milky, why it's called glacier milk. But then also as it dries out, it leaves a layer of soil. So I knew that Himalayan monks were benefiting from drinking glacier milk. And I knew that here in the West, when people were taking supplements, they were going right through people's bodies. So there was a disconnect somewhere. What was it all about with minerals? And we hear lots about vitamins, but we don't really understand minerals. And really, when it comes down to minerals, it's about 
calcium or magnesium. It's not really going into much depth. And I suppose iron is perhaps the most frequently prescribed because a lot of people find that they're iron deficient. But when you you take iron tablets, you can have a risk of constipation because they block the system up. So again, if your body's needing iron, why does taking the tablets not work? So this was floating around in my head all my life. And then when I was ill, I had a lot of time to contemplate health and nutrition, but I still wasn't really going into minerals or even vitamins, but much more about whole foods and about how the body worked. When I was a patient of the medical herbalist, she really taught me a lot about herbs and about other ways that the body works. So I started to see how the body works as a whole system. Once I started recovering, I began my own studies to be a medical herbalist. So I'm still studying. I'm not qualified yet, but it's amazing how much I've learned. So when my mum introduced me to plant-based minerals, I was very sceptical. I was like, no, 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 I'm not going to take supplements. They're not going to work. Also, it was, you know, I was feeling well and I just thought, what are they going to do? What kind of difference are they going to make? But I had noticed my mum had been taking them for several months and I'd really noticed an improvement in her health and in her memory. She seemed to have more energy. And I thought after a couple of months of not taking any herbal medicine or any other medication, I thought I might as well just give them a go. The big shock to me was a couple of weeks later that I heard that the chap who'd set up the company in Britain with these minerals was doing a talk in Glastonbury, which is about half an hour away from me. So I decided I would like to go to the talk because I had some questions for this chap because I just still didn't understand what was going on. And I was feeling a bit better. I was feeling quite energetic. So I drove the half an hour and I went with my son because he didn't want me to get into any kind of scams or get into any trouble or not be able to drive back. So he came with me. And when we got there, it was a really lively discussion. And a chap called Peter Willoughby was there with his his business. And I asked questions. I said, where are these minerals from? How many years are they going to last? Why do they work? How is How does it work? And it was just amazing because he answered all those questions. So first of all, I'm going to address what is the difference between a plant-based and a metallic mineral. So a metallic mineral is literally what the minerals are like in the ground. So if you have iron, it is like a big solid piece of iron in rock. And if you have an iron tablet as a metallic form, it's literally ground up rock. Now, the molecular structure of that is really big really, really, really big. And so it's very hard for your body to break down that that whole structure. So when you have an iron tablet, it sits in your body and your body is working really hard to break it down, to process it so that you can absorb the nutrients. Now, a plant-based mineral is when you have the mineral, but after it's gone through a plant. So different plants will process different minerals. So we all think of um, Popeye and spinach and how spinach is great for iron. But then in more recent years, I remember hearing that actually spinach doesn't have an awful lot of iron. Well, I now realize that they're measuring two different components. They're measuring the rock based mineral with the plant based mineral. 
and you only need trace amounts of the plant-based mineral. You only need trace amounts of the spinach because the molecular structure of the iron in spinach is so small that it goes straight into your cells. So you don't need as much. So the big problem with this is the recommended daily dosage has all been based on the metallic minerals, not the plant-based minerals. And there's lots of people still fighting this and still trying to sort it out. Now, there was a scientist or a doctor called um, Linus Pauling, and he actually won a Nobel Prize for his studies on minerals. And he's famously quoted for saying that he believed the biggest cause of all disease was mineral deficiency. Now, it's no surprise that around the world, our soils are becoming mineral deficient. They are between 40 and 95% mineral deficient. So the more deficiency is where we have the more intensive agriculture. So if we're growing food in soil that has no minerals, we're not going to get any plant-based minerals, are we? So when we eat the food, the vitamins and the minerals we're meant to get, we're not getting. I also learned that if you ate a plate of salad in Britain in 1946, you would get a really nice mixture of nutrients because the soil was nutrient rich. It was rich in minerals. In 1996, to get the same amount of nutrition, you'd then have to eat 47 plates of salad. This is the crisis we're under. Just because you eat five portions of veg a day, if they're not grown in nutritious soil, you're not getting any nutrients. So this is why taking a plant-based mineral supplement made such a difference to me. It also makes a difference to a lot of people. Now, where it's confusing is it's not uh, you take this pill and it does this. Because all our bodies need minerals and they need different minerals, and because the plant-based mineral supplements that I take are made up of between 60 and 70 minerals, different people take different minerals from them. And our body is always trying to maintain homeostasis. So if you're short in calcium, it will draw it out from where you've got it stored, which is normally the bones. If you're short in magnesium, it will draw it out so that you can keep that balance. But because your body only needs trace amounts this is how we manage to stay alive. And luckily, we just take just enough to just keep us going. But is it any wonder that so many people are so sick? So taking those minerals really, really made a difference for me. So after going to that meeting and then driving home, I then realized that I had, for the first time in seven years, driven for half an hour, listened and talked for two hours, and then driven back for half an hour, talking all the way back with my son. This was the kind of energy I had not had for years and years and years. And I realized it was the minerals that were doing it. A couple of weeks after that, so only a month into taking the minerals, I was um, having a trip in London with my other son who was doing work experience there. I'd done this two years before with my elder son where he was doing work experience in London and we went up together and stayed in a hotel. It was real mother and son sort of bonding time. And even though I was in a wheelchair, he could be at work in the day. I'd lay on the bed in the hotel all day. And then in the evening, he pushed me out and we'd go and eat. So I was planning to do the trip all over again two years later, but this time with my younger son. And this time I didn't need the wheelchair. I was going to go there just with walking sticks. 
We chose a hotel with a bus stop right outside. So if I did need to get anywhere, I could get on a bus. Now, both times it was summer when we went there. So very hot. And London can be really uncomfortable when it's hot. But this second time when I went, it was quite extraordinary. I'd really planned that I'd be in the hotel all day resting. But my mind couldn't rest. I was in London. It was a sunny day. It was a sunny week. And I just wanted to go and see things and do things. And there was a bus stop outside. So where was the harm in that? I had my walking sticks. So I started to go out in the bus. But if you've been on a London bus when it's 30 degrees in the summer, you'll know it's not the best place to be. It's hot and it's horrible and you get stuck in traffic. So it really isn't pleasant at all. So what I found myself doing, because I knew London quite well from my youth, where I used to go there and travel around and walk everywhere, I would think, oh, I know where I am. I'm going to get out and walk. And so I'd get out and walk and I'd have my stick and I'd walk. But of course, in London, you get distracted and you know places and you're walking and there's all shops and there's lovely buildings and churches. And so I was looking around and I found that I was wandering back to the hotel. And then I'd realised I had walked miles and I didn't feel tired. This was quite concerning because when you're that ill and you've been given such a damning diagnosis as Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. So I was told I'd never walk again and I'd never be able to do what I had just done. So that week was a real eye opener. And I thought, gosh, I've got to look at where am I going? Where what is happening to my body? How well am I? And it was really difficult because the doctors weren't interested. They weren't testing anything you know, as far as they were concerned, I had this condition, that was it, there was nothing more to do. And after all, I wasn't ill. So there was no point me going to the doctors and saying, hey, I've suddenly got all this energy, what, what, what's going on? So instead, I thought I'll test my energy. So I planned to walk from Weymouth to Swanage over two and a half days. And Greg, my husband came with me. And I did that walk. And after that walk, I knew the minerals have made a difference. So I still take them to this day. And I knew that the herbal medicine had really helped me to get to a stage where the minerals could really be activated, they could work on my system. And now I still take the minerals, but I also do lots of other things to keep myself healthy. Health is not just a popper pill thing. It is an ongoing daily practice. Our bodies are really fine tuned machines and we have to maintain them. It's very easy to hand over the trust and the responsibility for our health to other people. But nobody knows our bodies as well as us. We know if we're feeling well or if we're feeling sick. And unfortunately, it's become very normal to eat foods, to drink drinks that are not doing the best for our bodies. So when you start to live a more natural life and start to listen to your body and take full responsibility, being aware that everything you do, everything you think, everything you act, everything you consume has a consequence on your health, you realise just how unusual that is. And that's why I set up the podcast, because I really want to help more people understand how do I manage to keep healthy? I'm now in my seventh year of well-being, really well-being after seven years of being bed bound and 40 years before that of just 
getting by and surviving. So each episode, I'm going to share another little insight about all the different pieces of the jigsaw puzzle that come together. So if you're interested in the minerals, I do have an affiliate site. It's just called www.carnellsminerals.com. Carnells, spelled as my name, C-A-R-N-E-L-L-S, minerals, M-I-N-E-R-A-L-S.com. Go there and have a look at the minerals. The company also does other supplements. And of course, there could well be other supplements available, but I'm just sharing what's worked for me. So thank you for listening to Creating a Buzz About Health podcast. My name is Paula Carnell, and I hope you've enjoyed it. Please share this episode if you think it will help someone you know. And comment, comment on my social media posts. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and Facebook and LinkedIn. If you want to go to my website, you can click the join my newsletter and then you'll get my weekly newsletter into your mailbox where I share whatever's going on in my life that week. So thank you very much and I see you next time. This podcast has been produced and edited by the wonderful B Brook and the music was created especially for me by Raya. Thank you very much. You have to become yourself. Join us Open next time on heart. Creating a Buzz Open About Health heart. podcast with Paula Carnell. Buzz you later.